I haven't done a podcast in like two weeks. I feel like it's been like fucking, I don't even know. I almost missed it a little bit though. Oh yeah, let's get to it then. Yeah. I was watching something, he was like, um, he exercises like, you know, every day. He was like, after about two days, that's when he start feeling depressed and stuff. So it's just not like, doing it when he's yeah, two days like, not literally doing like after two days. But it was like, it makes sense because like even when I work out, if I like wait two days, I'm just like seem like little stuff can start getting to you and stuff. Yeah. You can, you can move the suit, however. Oh, you know right. what I'm saying? It's good. Work, work, work. Yeah, it's like habits. Um, I don't know, you feel it though. Like you uh like even like what? I don't know. It's like fucking fall into a rhythm of things. It could kind of be bad too. Like you could fall into uh, habits bad of bad things, yeah. and like um, <laughs> it's really just like the balance of of multiple things too. Like I don't know. Sometimes I, I I get I get obsessed with certain things, and I'll like forget other parts of my life. You know, so I can get I don't know. It's like it might be like my fucking ADHD or whatever that that shit is. Like I'll get hyper focused on one thing, mm-hmm. and then just like. Not care about whatever. I feel like my back burner is really filled up with a lot of stuff that I really don't even realize I was like really adamant about committing to. Like I feel like if I just look at my back burner, I was like, yo, I really was about to do that. And I think one of my biggest things now is that if I'm going to do it, be realistic about it because you don't want a whole bunch of half done things. You know, it's just like, for instance, right now I'm doing like a little bit of animation, but I try to make sure that I look up at least take 20 minutes to look up something new because animation is new. You feel me? Like if it was like, logic or production that's you know that's cool I, I do that every day but sometimes you got to push yourself to kind of like do something that you're not used to doing every day yeah what kind of uh, animation um just in general like um like taking, cartoons or mm, something cartoons yeah. um building terrain sculpting molding um just just what's honestly that, what's that program people use for that i've been seeing that blender. shit pop up on youtube blender it's another one they got blender they got unity they got unreal engines unreal engine unreal that's, the, engines that's the one i see on youtube right yeah. now. blender is free but it's like, what I realize now is that there's so much to do where it's like they'll give you a platform like Blender for free. It was like, that don't mean nothing. Because like, it's at the point, same thing with Logic. Like, well, actually, no, well, GarageBand, like some of these platforms, like, yeah, they can give it to you, but I don't mean you're going to make a masterpiece out of it. And even still, in terms of like building a masterpiece, you still have to take into account the other things you need. Like, I was talking to somebody yesterday, and it's just like some contracts... And some things you won't ever come in contact with because the legal part isn't right. There's some contracts you're not going to get. You're just not. They're not going to pay you on the table. You know, so that LLC just builds the credibility. Um, it also helps out, like I said, LLC, that limit to liability. Like, that's that's a big thing because... They if, can't sue you. Yeah, because if, yeah. if, if they sue, they're going to sue you. It's going to be your personal yeah. assets. That's your house, your your boat, anything. So that's that's the biggest thing with the whole um, limit of liability is that if something does happen to your business, it just goes to the business. Yeah. Same thing if you start taking it into account, like, let's say with Offworld, and that's, that's your LLC, let's say you want to start selling pianos, and you can do Offworld um, piano like or, like, instrument like category and like put, company under it mm-hmm, and it's called that DBA which is doing business as mm. so that that's on some stuff where it's like I'm doing two different businesses but all the money's coming to the same platform is that is that the same concept of, as a sister company or is that something different now if you start doing that that's like a holding company when you do a holding company like let's say I have enterprise and then like I have the two different uh, child uh, uh, companies going along with it so enterprise will be the top but if something happens to one of the um, kid actual businesses that one will be um, affected. It's not going to be affected by both of them. So if I have off-world instrumentals and I have off-world supplies, off-world instrumentals get sued, but off-world supplies doesn't get hit. 
because yeah. it has its own separate liability protection. Yeah, that's weird how like fucking just when you start getting real money like a business like just just uh, my point is like uh, the loopholes yeah, you yeah, can find in so like many. taxes or fucking anything like when you start getting a lot of money. S corp is dope too because S corp is when you start being able to be the owner but pay yourself a check, and then also too like you can start putting in. F401k premiums and healthcare premiums and stuff like that. So you start paying yourself and yeah. putting that money in. That's what uh, I think Zuckerberg doing. I think he paid himself a dollar. A dollar what? A year or something? Yes. And that's less taxes you got to do. Man, listen. Oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so like it's a it's a big thing. And he like, bro, only made a dollar last year, yeah, bro, on dollar, Facebook. Bro. Like, I had to watch how to change the name of Meta. We went uh, bankrupt. Had to. Had to. And that <laughs> oh, Meta wait. stuff, glad you brought that up. Uh, that's a whole new perspective right now. And what I've been looking at now is that Meta is like, a whole nother earth like that's they got they got land you can buy land you can get money off of it got the nfts and the crypto and all that stuff but it's just it's just so many different things going on right now and if i feel like if something in reality is going on right now if it's not in the metaverse it ain't happened yet so i feel like if you if there's something that you like and you feel like you already got kind of like you know hit under the feet for it, it was like man they already out right now it's like you could be the first one to do such and such in the metaverse like that's what I'm doing right now. Like being te- being a teacher and then like teaching lessons, but I'm trying to like get my animation so like I can verbally talk in the actual like program, and then like I'm teaching classes as an avatar. So it's just like I'm not even you don't even see me, but it's like that's where we are right now, kind of because your avatar and you got a piano in there. And yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah. trying to like kind of make it virtual. And that's the thing now. Like we're on, we're at the point now where it's like it's all about NFTs and and, yeah. and profile pics. So it's just like I don't even want to see you. And that sounds messed up, but that's that's where we kind of get into right now. It's like we getting there. Like, I feel like with the whole NFTs and the metaverse shit, like I'm kind of over the initial hype I got over it. So now it's kind of just like looking at real world like scenarios and real world applications of this shit. So right, it's like right, right. I don't think people. I don't. Maybe I, it's probably because the technology's not there yet. But I don't think people are really running to the metaverse yet. It's not like you know what I'm saying. Like it's not the really the the thing to do yet. So I think that's gonna happen once maybe like. If we get some better glasses that you can wear more comfortably and like be more comfortable to do this shit, mm-hmm. and then like Apple just released a fucking like a letter or something recently, basically like some rumors about because they're about to drop the AR glasses, so it's like they're they're, they're uh, specifically not doing anything with the metaverse. They're not even going to mention the metaverse. The metaverse is really like a Facebook thing. Mm-hmm. It's a meta thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So Apple's not trying to even join that right now. Yeah. They're they're focused more on on art, uh, artificial. Not artificial, augmented reality. Gotcha. So which is like virtual mixed with the real world. Mm-hmm. So that's, and then once I read that thing, I was like, it kind of makes more sense. I feel like before people jump into all the way into virtual reality, it probably will be augmented first. Because mm-hmm. it's like baby steps. It's like, Absolutely. we're not just going to just leave our lives and go into this thing. So it's like, Absolutely. even with augmented, like I, I just feel like it'll, it'll make our lives a lot better, more enjoyable, like easier. You know what I'm saying? Different things you can do. Do you, uh, a lot of people are like, have this, uh, like cynical view on technology and the advancement of it. Do you do you think like technology is, is inherently evil or like stuff like that? Um, I wouldn't say inherently because like with Facebook, with me, I'm doing a little bit of um like researching on Facebook. Facebook's whole intent was to spread love and joy and stuff like that. Like the like button was to bring joy. We didn't know it was going to bring mental health. It was going to be a mental health problem for kids because, you know, they feel less than because they're not getting the likes that they're getting. So, you know, that also comes back to parenting where it's just like, you know, you're not. Oh, yeah, I appreciate it. Where it comes down to where it's just like you can't you can't let the world like 
fully affect what you got going on. Like technology is a big is a big factor. Don't get me wrong, but you can't you can't let that be the reason why you know you feel like committing suicide because you didn't get a certain like or you know you know you you feel like you didn't post it at the right time. Like even even in the midst of all that, all these things, there's a science to this. Like. I realized too, five, six o'clock, that's the best time to post. You know, five, six o'clock, people getting off of work, they in traffic. It's yeah. gonna take some time to do da 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 da. Seven o'clock is a good time too. I just got home, I put my stuff down, you know, I'm just relaxing, might got a beer or something like that. I'm gonna watch Instagram a little bit. Same thing on Saturdays, Sunday mornings, like Sundays at 11 o'clock. People done turned up Saturday. This is the best time, probably Sunday morning, 11, 12 o'clock. People just like, oh, I just got up, what's going on? So yeah. it's just, you know, little things that you just kind of realize over time. Yeah, nah, that kind of all builds to the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of had the same view on it. Um, it's not inherently evil. It just some of the some of these problems that arise, like that we probably weren't weren't aware of as it's just coming up. And then that's not to say that even there was a point where these 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 companies became aware of this of the negatives, but kind of like chose to ignore it for more profits. Mm -hmm. So that's that's probably going on too. But I think it's all partly like just. When I think of technology, bro, I literally think of it as part of our human evolution. Like, yeah. we're, we're these fucking people that were on this planet out of, we're literally making all this shit out of materials of this earth. So it's like, I just see it as us, like, there's just the like next level of, like, sticks and stones and, like, yeah. rocks and shit. Like, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, but I need to do a damn intro. Welcome to the, uh, <laughs> to the All For A Podcast, man. I'm sitting here with my name, Brian. You know what I'm saying? Everybody. Producer, uh, recording artist, piano teacher. Piano, is it teacher? Is it what's the other word? Uh, piano, drum, instructor. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, bro. It's a uh, talented man. I want to say uh, thank you for coming on the show. You know what I'm saying? No We've been working a little bit recently too. He did a, he did a few beats on my like recent project. So, yeah, man. How you doing? Thanks for coming on the show. Man, I'm doing good. How about you, man? I'm straight, bro. I'm straight, man. Um, we jumping into the metaverse a little bit. We jumping around and shit. Um, I do want to go back to like one point you had earlier about. Um, them giving out the programs and shit like like logic and all these different programs is like all the basically like all the tools for creativity that's available mm -hmm. to everybody like you'll hear some people say like um i've heard before like you know like anybody could do it now you could just get a laptop or whatever like that's true but it's like not everybody can like do it well mm -hmm. or like push certain boundaries or like so it's like i don't think we should really look at the fact that everybody can do it as like it being as like it watering it down Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like if anything, it sets the people that are actually doing something different, like apart even more. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Any thoughts on that? Um, well, I know in terms of like tech, it's a lot of a lot of programs, a lot of information where it's like you can't get things done. But what I realized too is that if you don't have an actual like guideline or curriculum as to how you wish to get this done, you know, you'll, you'll take any bit of information and just be like, oh, I'm going to add that, I'm going to add that. And you could be adding information to your repertoire that could be hurting you. So, you know, that's 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 one thing I can say. I am glad that I, I did go to school for music because I had an idea of, like, how to go about researching what things were true and how to um, fact check certain things. So, you know, research is a definitely a big thing because there's so much, so much information out here right now where it's just like you could easily be getting information that couldn't help you, that won't even help you at all. So, what's what's some examples of information that wouldn't help you? Um, even even like all right, so we can take we'll take logic. You can go on YouTube. There is a plethora of information on logic, and there's so yeah. many different vocal chains, there's so many different types of compressors, EQs, DSers, reverb, delay, all this other stuff. But it's just like. Having all this, you still have to take into account that people 
they mix a certain way. You mix your vocals a certain way. Your vocal chain may not work for me. And that's where it comes down where you actually have to like do the work to kind of figure out like which compressor works for you. Does this compressor work? Is it is there enough aggressiveness to it? Is it is it giving you the right levels that you want? EQ, are you taking out the right things? Is it taking out too much where it's like I hear a difference to the point where it's just like it doesn't even feel natural? You know, if I'm putting a delay, is it too much delay? Should I take out some of the lows on it so it doesn't muffle up the actual track? You know, it's just it's just a matter of like these are things that you realize over time, adding some distortion and cutting it down at zero dB so it's not going too hard and peaking on your track or using an adaptive limiter and cutting it down to negative dB one. So it's just like you don't have to worry about it peaking at, you know, zero dB. So like I said, it's just a matter of just taking information, what you learn, apply it. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is that we take so much information, we don't we don't implement it. So we just we'll just say that the information doesn't work. You don't really know that. You know, you, you haven't really tried it. You're just like, you'll look at a 15 minute video and be like, da 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 da. He was like, all right, cool. But, you know, you just watched the video and you didn't really apply it. Like, a lot of times, if I look at something on YouTube in terms of something like Logic, I'll go to a track with vocals and I'll apply it. And it was like, oh, okay, I feel it, but I should probably add a de -esser. And especially with like vocal production, like, each vocal is different. You might talk to somebody who has a deep voice, so you might have to take the lows down at like 200 a little bit. But then again, you might have somebody with a thin voice, so you might have to add a little weight to it. So it's just, it's just a matter of like what questions need to be asked and are you going to be able to um, solve those issues. Yeah. Um, and I think, too, in terms of production, like I said, there's a lot of information. Like you could be talking to one person, and that's usually what happens. Like somebody who, and it doesn't have to be just production and in the midst of anything. Like you'll probably find somebody and you like the way they're doing what they're doing, and then you'll just follow their channel. You'll subscribe, and you'll be like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Same thing that's happened with you. You got five people I know who are following your page because they just like what you're talking about. They like the people that you bring in, they like what they what y'all converse about, and they like what they get from it after the thing is over. So in essence, it's just what what exactly do you want to get from this? And I think a big problem, too, is that people don't have a, a goal in mind. If you don't have a goal in mind, you know, you'll fall for anything. It's just like, oh, yeah, I want to be a producer. But do you want to be a rock producer? Do you want to be an R&B producer? Do you want to be a hip-hop producer? Do you want to be a diverse producer? So even in the midst of being a diverse producer... You still need to make sure that you are also looking at the top people who are doing it, looking at the 40s and looking at the gurus and looking at the the the, the Grammy nominated individuals who who are doing this on a regular basis. And that's probably something that I think I've taken a lot of um, taken a lot of direction towards is um, just finding a lot of people who are doing what I want to do, but doing it at a high level. I think that's a big thing, too, that we might sometimes be you know, following people who are kind of like, don't get me wrong, they're they're putting out information, but it may not be at the level at which, you know, you would want to be skilled at. Sometimes people, and that's the thing too, like, just like with production, anybody can start a YouTube channel. You can start a YouTube channel in less than 10 minutes. Yeah. We all know that. But it doesn't mean that the information that you're going to put on YouTube is going to be uh, substantial. You know, it just... YouTube is like Wikipedia now. It, it literally is. And it's just like, to the point where it's just like, we look to Google and Wikipedia to find the information to the point now where I remember when I was in school, I'm 30 now. When I was in high school, middle school, Wikipedia was not valid. You had to go to a thesaurus. I mean, any, anybody could like edit it, I think. Yeah, any, exactly. I, actually, I, actually, I've always heard that. I don't know if, how true that is. I never tried to like edit some shit. Now, that is true. I remember there was a point in Wikipedia where you could just go up there and just change anything. Like I could just say that George Washington was born in 2021. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. you could just do that. But I think, I think because Wixie has become or has validity now, I think that might be something that 
can't be done as easily. Not to say that you still can't do it, but I feel like if Wixie is valid, I feel like that would be something that they would need to take away. Like you can't go to a thesaurus and just change. Yeah. Or or it's probably just like a fucking process. Like if, if yeah. something actually is wrong on there, they probably want people to be able to update it. So you probably send in like a fucking, it's probably like a request now. Yeah, I feel like it's probably so both. A like, human reviews it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, damn, that actually is true or whatever. But. Yeah, like if you wanted to change something, you would have to like be, yeah. give some information as to like where'd you find this information and why is the information that you're bringing us more valid than what we already put on Wix. Yeah. Yeah, so. Before we uh. Kind of get into just like how you how you got into this shit, bro. Like, um, how how does it feel just being someone that lives off their art and off their passion? What are some like thoughts that kind of maybe your feelings that arose or that you got from once that started that maybe that you didn't you didn't think about before? Or just kind of you know what I'm saying. Once you like, does it create a weird like duality in you? Like, damn, I'm doing this for money now. It's like, or I mean, that's that's what you want. You want to survive with yeah. this shit, but it's like, yeah, how does that feel? Like, um, that's a that's a great question. Um. Me personally, I I grew up in church, and the first instrument that I started playing was piano. Um, actually, no, I'll take it back. The first instrument I started playing in church was drums. Um, I played me, my god, and two of my god brothers, me, uh, Derek Tolan, and uh, Leon Hayes. We were um, all playing drums, but you know, you know, service is about hour and a half, sometimes two two hours if they they really trying to have church. But at the same time, you're probably singing about six or seven songs that service, so we would switch off. So it's just like, you know, it's cool. You know, I might have got two songs in, but I feel like that third song, I would have really... And, and not to say that, you know, everybody else wouldn't feel the same way. So, you know, that, that that's always been something that I realized, too, is that I always want to do, you know, be something different, you know. And ain't had that many piano players in there, so I was like, all right, well, I'm, I'm going to try piano. And piano was a big thing that opened the doors for my gift opening the doors for me. And, and and my mom was big on telling me that. Like I said, she she was a she was a deacon and she was a minister in the church. And you know, I'm right here next to her. So um, church is always that was church is what's pushed me to be like, all right, I can do this because in terms of money and consistency, church was the first thing to do that. Um, just church every Sunday, Sundays to pay you for yeah, yeah. Sunday. I started off free. Um, then I started. Um, they gave me twenty five dollars every. Sunday for Bibles, um, Sunday school. Uh, I would play like one or two songs every Sunday school. And then after a while, I was given an opportunity to play for the main service. Um, play for the main service um, for the first time. Uh, kept practicing. After a while, I started playing organ at the church. Uh, talked to the pastor. And, and this is something that I do want to say is that I talked to my pastor about getting paid. It wasn't something that he... Um, was on like, like you know, offering. Yeah, you know, and, and, and you know what? I, I feel like that needs to be said because sometimes we 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 as musicians feel uncomfortable asking for that. And the the reason I asked was because if my gift is going to make a way for me, how is it going to make a way for me without some financial obligations? So, you know, I, I asked him and he was open to it. So like I said, church was my first big thing and then I also played euphonium and and uh, band, uh, Davis Middle School, uh, Bethel High School, and I played it at um, Hampton University. Um, that euphonium, in terms of music, opened a lot of doors for me. It got me a forty thousand dollars scholarship at HU. It um, allowed me to play. Wait, you saying you, euphonium? Euphonium, yeah, baritone. It's like a, a bigger trumpet, smaller. Tuba. Oh, it's an instrument. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
And um, that opened a lot of doors. Um, I'm going to be honest, um, up until about 11th grade, I wasn't really thinking about college. Um, personally, I was just like, I'm just going to you know, get through school and then we'll see from there. But I had went to the Hampton University band camp and um, with, uh, you know, DJ Stu? Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's yeah. where me and him. Shout me, out, bro. That's where that's where me and him really got close too. Because I mean, we went to the same high school, but um, just in terms of band and like really wanting to like go the next level in terms of education and still wanting band to be a part of that, that was that was definitely something that you know kind of like locked people in. And not even say like you know we was always talking and stuff like while we was in college, but that it's because of the decision that we made back then is why we're still cool now because we're still kind of like on the same yeah. path you know school That's you know yeah from. you feel me so you know even shout out to DJ Stu just 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 because but yeah, that boy helped me out a lot I actually went side note I went and put up a fucking light at his house oh and word. I broke a piece of it my bad bro oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's the, uh, after after that band meeting. That's when you apply for the scholarship. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I applied. Now, the reason why I ended up going to the Hampton University band uh, uh, program was my mom. Me and my dad were clashing. It was like testosterone and stuff. It was just eleventh grade, and it was just you know just like. Man, I don't know. It just seemed like we were just combative for no reason. It's just like, I'm getting older, and, you know, he's getting older as well, but it's like he's getting older in, like, terms of just, like, older age, and I'm getting older in terms of, like, kind of feeling myself. But he's just kind of like, you know, you need to respect me, and da 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 I was like, well, you're kind of right, but but still. Like, I, I don't see what, you know. So um, my mom, shout out to my mom, too, because it was because of her while we got that space, and I feel like we didn't, you know, try to kill each other and stuff like that. But... Um, yeah, that Hampton University band camp definitely opened my eyes in terms of schooling because I didn't think it was a possibility for me. And I think that is a big thing that um, we have to do. We have to put ourselves in the environment as to which, as to which we wish to go. Um, once, I, once I got a taste of college, it was no more. I knew where I wanted to go. Because at that point, I thought I was going to go to the military, do military band, da da I'd already kind of looked at some of the like applications and requirements and what I need and how long I'm going to be there and how they could help pay with schooling and, you know, what, you know, what else, you know, would I be shipped off and stuff like that. So, you know, after I had um, found out about going to school, I went in 11th grade. That's when I went for the first time. Um, I believe that was 07. In 08, that's when I went the second time, my senior year, and I had got the scholarship. Um, it was 10000 every year. 10000 people got it? No, $10,000 $10, a year scholarship. Oh, okay, I got you. Got you. And that was equated to 40000 for the four years. And was that, Would that have covered everything? Um, not everything, but it definitely helped. It definitely helped. Yeah. Um, at that point, I don't know if anybody in school, there's a, a VTAG, Virginia uh, Tuition Assistance Grant, um, that anybody who's in Virginia can get. I think it's like $3,000 a, a year. I don't know if they raised it or lowered it, or lowered it but um, that's that's a really like dope grant you can get just for just staying here. But um, yeah. back to what you were saying, um, picking up piano more, because I played piano in, in church, uh, I played piano while I was at HU as well. So I was still majoring on, you know, my my main instrument, which got me there, but I was still playing at church. So I was still, you know, playing where it was just like, yo, I'm still, you know, I'm still with it. Like it's not like I'm like, you know, rusty or something like that. But there was different events like the Black Extravaganza, uh, BHX. They had like Valentine's Day concerts. They had open mics and I would play for these. So I was getting my my gospel 
chops and I was also getting my secular chops. So that that was that was that was helping out a lot. Um in terms of like, you know, teaching parts at the church, but then like, you know, going over parts with like people um at a Valentine's Day concert. Um, you know, I was getting paid for these things too. So, you know, that that was the next step. You know, I was just like, all right, so I'm getting paid off, you know, church. I'm getting paid for doing gigs. And then um, it wasn't until like maybe a little bit after school, maybe like two, three years where I was just like, yo, I could I could definitely teach because people was like, yo, you could play like you seem you seem decent. Like, I would, you know, you know, you could teach somebody. So, you know, start looking into that and, you know, kind of getting out my head. That's that was when I was able to kind of like, you know, start taking different steps and you know being confident behind what i was saying and understanding that yeah if you know that a c chord is ceg somebody else wants to know that and it's like that's in essence seriously like (laughs) the fact that somebody like doesn't know this information and it's been in i've been engulfed in it so much where it's just like it's just music music just kind of just kind of like just pours out my pores at this point because it's just like i've just i've been around it so much from middle school being in band and high school being in band and doing football games and doing parades and doing competitions and then doing the same thing when i got to college and then doing two before a little bit so music honestly wasn't anything that i thought was not going to be in my life like i knew it was going to be in there it's just it's just something yeah. that's always been there now in terms of like the money like i said it's that also goes back to the business because even when you're talking to different pastors and stuff like that, you still got to talk to them about, you know, in terms of direction with the music and, you know, can you teach parts and can you play by ear and can you follow the pastor and are you able to follow the service? Are you able to come to multiple services? Are you able to have a rehearsal every week? Are you able to not only like teach parts, but also learn new songs that's going along with like the actual like trend of church. So, you know, these are a lot of different questions and these are also things that are expected when you, you know, say that I need to be paid such and such. So, even though, you know, the God has blessed me to have these opportunities with music still doesn't mean that there's not work that needs to be done in the back end. Yeah. Like, even though it's like from Sunday to Sunday, I'm still like looking up other songs. Were you, were you reading music at that time? Like, how were you um, learning? Like, yeah, I can, um, I can definitely le- read yeah. music. Did you I, learn that? Like, where did you learn that at? In, in middle school or, um, or on your own? Well, I learned reading music um, in high school. But that was just because I just kind of saw the relationship between what I was playing on my horn and then, like, the piano. Like, um, usually a trumpet, uh, my instrument, I'm talking about baritone, euphonium, uh, tuba, clarinet, trombone. That's one note being played at one time. But as you see with the keyboard, I could play a multitude of notes. I could play, like, I could play five notes, six notes at a time. So that that was also something that I had to kind of like take into account because, yeah, I'm used to doing this or doing this, but now I'm playing this. And it's like there, there's a lot going on, even though that's one note, that one note or that one beat that's going on the piano could be a plethora of other things opposed to you just picking a note out of like the 24 notes you're probably going to be asked to play. It's so so coming up, like before you learn how to read music, you were just kind of like learning song by song at that time, or how does that work? Now I could probably go back a little bit more. My peoples brought me a keyboard when I was eight, but I didn't take it seriously. Like I wasn't really, I wasn't really. I didn't take music seriously again until I got into med, got into band, yeah. got into band. I was just like, yo, music, you know, sheet music, um, beats, rhythms, time signatures, key signatures, all that stuff. And then I started looking over into like piano because I was you know, already playing piano, but I also realized too that if you're going to take it seriously, you 
probably need to look at some of the sheet music that's out there for piano opposed to just always picking stuff up by ear and also too that gives you a different perspective of like what was expected to play or what what the emotion that was expected because you could play a, a c major chord but that seven or adding that seven to that c major seven chord to that c major chord putting a seven on the c major chord could like give it a little bit more character that wouldn't have been there if you only just played a c major chord or possibly an inversion so opposed to you just playing the c e g you're playing e g c so it's like that's the first inversion second version is g c e if we're talking version. that music you shit, feel me real. so it's just like <laughs> but this is this is why i realized i know i found what i love to do because yeah. i you can see you can see right now i talk all day about this this yeah. is this is legit what i love to do and i think I'm blessed to actually find something that I want to do because I feel like people spend 30, 40 years trying to find something that they might want to do. And I think mm -hmm. that's that's crazy to, fi to find out that you might want to do something you've been putting like your all into it. Yeah. So, you know, I if anything, I try not to take this for granted. Um, I love music. I do. But I also know, too, there's a business side to this, too, because you could be there's believe it or not. And, and some music, musicians probably wouldn't want to say this. There, there's a doctor out there who has a Ph.D. who is a phenomenal piano player. But that's just not what he wants to do. You know what I mean? Just because you're a dope piano player doesn't mean that you're just going to get opportunities. You still got to market yourself. You got to put yourself out there and other people need to know that you're a pianist or that you're an artist. So and I think that's a big thing, too, is that that's why people be like, yo, why is it that this person, they not even that good and they out here booming? I was like, yeah, I get that. But I promise you, if you start looking back on their back end in terms of like what they have done, they probably got a little bit more done than you in terms of like business. Like I said, that LLC oh, yeah. we was talking about having a website, you feel me? Having a, a, a client email where it's like every time stuff comes out, they already getting the stuff, having stuff in your LinkedIn, your, I mean your link tree. You feel me? Actually posting the stuff on YouTube, Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music and stuff like that. Like you have to like put in some work for this. Like this is not going to be something that just happens just because. And I think that's the big thing is that sometimes people worry about the the business and then they start booming and they may not have the talent to sustain themselves but it's like that same thing can happen too if you having the talent and not having the business to sustain yourself like it's the music business you can't have one without the other and i think that's what people are like so desperately trying to like break apart but it's like the music comes with the business and the business comes with the music so it's just like that's yeah. you just have to do both like like i said i i have a i have a great grasp on music but I still need to make sure that I, I I've tapped in fully with my actual business mind. That's that's what's going to keep me consistent. Like when you start talking about if you don't have an LLC, you're not worrying about an attorney. And if you don't have an LLC, you wouldn't know why you would need an attorney. So it's just like it's different things that are going on that you know we're not really talking about. We're talking about let's make a beat, let's make a track, let's make the best hit. Da 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 da. And like you don't even realize that yeah, you put it on distro kid, but it's just like cool. You know anybody can do that. Like hey, anybody yeah, can do that. And it's charging. You can have you. a hit, but if nobody hears it, then. I don't know. You said a lot of things there for like a lot to unpack right there. Um, a couple things on that. Uh, talent, definitely, I agree, is not the end-all, be-all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can be the most talented person, but like you said, I think it takes a lot of luck, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Being in the right place at the right time. Who you know? That's all like, I feel like that's all part of the journey. It's kind of like what I'm, that's kind of what I'm figuring out, all the different levels. Because now for me, like, I've kind of been on this not just a podcast journey, but kind of on my like creative journey since like mm -hmm. I would say like maybe like 2013, right? Okay. So it's like I'm kind of I go through different phases of it, and it's just like crazy how it's like really became like a part of my life. I'm sure like you feel the same way, like that that point where your passion like merges mm -hmm. and it becomes like your life, where it's like that's that's you, like you know that's what you do. Like when you think of yourself, what you think of yourself, fucking playing the piano, 
You know what I'm saying? Like that's your existence. Like when it actually becomes your whole existence, like it's something beautiful about that and it's like something scary about that. It's like for me, kind of think, I think sometimes like, yo, this is like, I'm doing like what I really wanted to do, which was like, which is what? Which is actually like fucking just do do what I love to do and like feel sad, like feel satisfied in what I'm doing, right? Yeah. And it's like, um, and money, money, I feel like once you really like get to that level, like money just helps you do that more. Like money doesn't really change anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like for those types of people that are kind of just like creating purely, it's like, yeah, that, that's all. That's that's really what the money is like. You're looking forward to like, damn, now I can actually really focus on this. Like, I I know the bill is gonna be good. Uh, all of that shit. So yeah, when like did yeah, like the part of the journey where it just kind of you merge with your uh, with your passions. That's that's kind of crazy. But um, um, what is I was gonna ask you too. What is like teaching piano? What is like the hardest thing you, you see people like uh, grasping? Like, what's the hardest thing to learn? Um. And I think this will probably be with anything, not even just lessons. Um, um, one, you got to practice. So even if I tell you something like, even if I tell you like, yo, when you when you start your rhymes, bro, you should start like, you should start a beat before the, the one. It's just like, that's cool. But it's like, if you haven't practiced it, it's still going to be just new information to you. So it's just like, even if I show you something on piano and I give you literature, it's just like with school, like if you don't engulf yourself and actually like, practice this information and have time with it it's not going to mean anything to so even when i'm talking about you know finger dexterity or if i'm talking about scales i'm talking about chords i'm talking about finger placement um all these things happen based off you practicing like and, and i'll know every time you come in like if you don't practice you're just not gonna get it like same thing with you the reason you're so comfortable around the mic because the mic's always in front of you Point blank period. It's nothing more. Like you literally are always in front of a mic. So yeah. if you're always in front of a mic, at some point you're gonna have to get comfortable with it. You know, it'd be crazy. Like six years from now, you'd be like, I'm still kind of stressed about being around the yeah. mic. I was like, why? <laughs> but why? <laughs> but why? <laughs> why are you still stressed? Yeah. So you know, um, especially like with anything that I teach now, sheet music can be a, a issue. But one thing that I always try to do is just like so show our relations. So. Even if I um, I see that the student might be having some problems, the teacher mind in me is always trying to find another way of saying what needs to be said. So it's just like, oh, okay, two and two is four. And it's just like, okay, well, you just take these two fingers and you just add four. And it was like, okay, you see that light, that light right there? You see that light right there and right there? That's four. It's just like, you know, it's just yeah. how, what what needs to happen for you to get what I'm talking about? And it's just like taking that, that journey to like help people find that. And then when they get that, oh, I get it. Word. That's what it's all about. Honestly, that's that's really why I like teaching and I like like instructing people is because I love that moment when it's like I get when it clicks. Yeah. What have you learned from teaching? If, if you learn anything, what I learned that's from teaching. What I learned from teaching is um, honestly, what I said on a on a on a on a bigger level in terms of just like repetition, because if I tell you it's like oh no it's C D E F G. A, B, C. It was like, no, not E flat. It's, it's C, D, E. I already know this. But what I didn't realize is that me doing this is just still like drilling it in my head. Even though if I might have like a missed a three hours worth of teaching, like all that information, like if I'm teaching beginner classes, that stuff is still in my head. And every time I look at it, I'd be like, yo, I never noticed that. I never noticed that. So these All these different sparks are going on in my head. And the person, you know, who I'm teaching is just like, all right, I'm trying to get this C, D, 
E. I'm past that. I'm just like, yo, C, D, E, F, G, the, the one, three, five of the scale is a major chord. So that means that if the one, three, five, that means that if I go to the next one, that's the two, four, six, and then the three, five, seven, and then the four, six, two. And it's just like, well, four, six, one. But it's like, at that point, you know, the notes weren't flowing through my head like that before. But now that I'm always around it and I'm always trying to find, you know, beginner literature and I'm always looking at the fundamentals and I'm always looking at the basics because I'm trying to find better ways to make sure that my students understand what's going on. That's only helping me. Cause now when I come in contact with another student like this, I was like, oh, you need, <laughs> you need perspective number six. Cause I've already been around this type of person. It was like, I don't get it. It's 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 probably the men, the mental uh of just playing with two different hands. You know, sometimes people just need to play, and then you separate their fingers, and then you start going in different directions, and then you allow for your hands and your mind to just kind of freely just do what needs to happen. Mm. And see, all these things that I'm talking about need to be. In your, in your repertoire. See, repertoire is different from practice because repertoire means that you're able to perform and do what needs to happen. You feel me? So if you if you have a repertoire, then it's like you can go to this at any time and be like, oh, yeah, bet. I just do that. And that's the same thing that needs to happen with your, your knowledge of chords. You got it. It's on some stuff where it's just like you need to be able to put these down at any time because I might need yeah. to play one, two, five, six, four, three, two, one, two, and one. And you're just like, word. That sounds yeah. really dope. But it's like, that's really not that crazy if I were to break it down and then you just took these chords and just based off the number system and now you just apply them based off the inversion. Now, I just said a lot, but it's really not that crazy. These are just things that you just have to take into account. Anything else that you might be good at in terms of like being an artist, you don't realize this. Even with you, like as an artist, there's a lot that you do. There's a certain perspective in terms of like your vocal chords. There's a certain there's a certain amount of air that you push out to get the sound that you want. Like there's a certain mindset that you have. There's a certain posture. There's a certain mentality that you need to do this. There's a certain uh, uh, time where it's like you might use the back of your tongue. You might use the tip of your tongue. You might use your throat. You might use your diaphragm. And then you might use your head voice all in the same verse. But it's like these different things are all going on. And when you start realizing that, then you can start using them at your arsenal. Because you might do something really dope and say like, every time I want to come through, and it's like that back of the tongue was where that through. If I say through, it just seems too in your face. But through just sounds a little bit in the back. But it's like you understanding the relationship between like a the tip of your tongue and the back of your tongue, a taka opposed to like a kata. You feel me? Like those are two different things. But it might give you a different perspective based based off me using the ta opposed to the ka. You never know. But now that you've learned that, now you can use that when you want to. And it's mm. like I think it's just a matter of just having different things in your arsenal. And me personally, I know I know certain things that already work. And if it works, I'm gonna use it. I'm just making my own. And I think I think a lot of times we 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 take too much time trying to find what's new. And we don't have any idea about how to do things that's already been done. And it's like we, we just want to sway away from it because I want something new. Who do they say is uh you got it? Who, who do they say is like the best is there a best pianist in history? Was it like Beethoven or some shit? Uh, you got the Beethovens, the Mozarts, the the Debussy's, the. And I know that's gonna sound ignorant, but what is so great about them? Is it like just the the songs they created, or they come up with some new shit, or like? Well, there was. In terms of like Mozart and Beethoven, they were the ones who kind of like introduced us to like the music we have now, like the sheet music, the basics, the the fundamentals, why it works, how it works, why is this going on, intervals, and. Um, uh, like for instance, like one of the most uh, so popular, they, they like named the fucking the chords and created all those. In the, okay, yeah, a lot of um, like I said, like the systems of scales and inventions. There's a lot of different information that's out there. Um, um, Beethoven, and, um, I think one, of the, 
one of the most like I think famous lines is like bum 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 now now are they when you think of them creating like that would it be like a like like an inventor that invented something like is is this is that considered their invention their idea or is that like like if you come up with like the law of gravity like it's something that already exists but they just like put a word to it and like you know you get what I'm saying I think um now in terms of like Mozart and Beethoven it was like music was before that and it was like there was actually some information to say that there was some people there was some Moors. Or people from Africa who was actually teaching, you know, the 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 Beethoven and Mozarts, well, the Mozart from what I heard, and it's just like even in terms of like how these things are made, um, string instruments were were really big influence back back in back in the day because like these they they use strings to help clear like sinuses and like your like your blood like, like use, vibrations yeah vibrations yeah. so it's just like things like that it just just makes it seem even more dope when you start thinking in terms of just like the uses of music. Mm. And I think, I think what made Mozart and Beethoven so, I guess, so prolific was that this feeling that we had that we assumed was just spiritual was actually put on paper. You feel me? It's kind of like, kind of like the Bible, like in terms of just like, you know, this perspective of like how to move and like everyone telling you what you feel opposed to just seeing it in writing. Like seeing it in writing gives you a different perspective because you can refer back to it. See, a lot of times when you start thinking about stuff, sometimes things come back up based off how you feel at the moment. So you may not feel like being that just individual right now because you just really not, you know, you just don't like life right now. So it's just like going back to something to refer to opposed to like basing it off of how you feel, you know, that, that kind of like, that kind of helps. You feel me? Also, too, you can refer to it, too. Like, if there was a song that was made, there's also stuff where it's just like, what was that line on the second part? It was like, it's cool. I got it right here. It was, you played it. Hey. You know, it's just, yeah. this kind of gives, like, a different conversation. Like, now we can talk about, you know, the music where it's just like, I don't need to have a whole, you know, music background to, like, have a conversation with you. I can show you some paper, and now we can have a discussion. And now what are your thoughts now that you understand what's going on? Opposed to making it seem like I got to go to school just to get this very, like, exclusive type of thinking. You feel me? You know what you made me think of just now? What? You know how, like, okay, like, certain sounds make you feel a certain way? Yeah. I'm just thinking now, is... Or do those sounds really do make you feel that way, or are we all programmed that way from birth? Like from birth, every like movie I've seen, right? Mm -hmm. Now think about every movie you've seen. At every sad part, it was a certain type of music. Every happy part, a certain type of music. So it's like, are those sounds naturally making us feel that way, or is that just what we've seen them? Um, what we've seen them like accustomed to like our whole lives. Am I say, if I'm saying that right? Um, you know what I'm saying? Though? No, I I fully understand what you're saying. Um, all right, so let's take into account um, a C major chord. A C major chord, ba da da. It's happy. You can, you can. I don't, I don't need to tell you that. Like you can tell, this it sounds a little bit more cheery. But if I were to lower my third, which classifies it as it being happy or sad, ba da da ba da da. I've lowered my third, and now it's sad. So you feel me? It's not, it's not so much like it's literally what it feels. It's not even also no like somebody was telling you like you feel this. Ba da da ba da da. So even if I have a major chord or a minor chord, like I don't, I don't think it's too much like how you feel. Now, yeah, I, I, I maybe think, that, that was like conspiracy. No, 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 that was no, my conspiracy. Conspiracy of music. The chakras, um, chakras and music. Because you got, if you got a scale, you got seven notes within that scale, and you got seven chakras, and they actually like resemble and match. So it's like you can play one tone, and it can actually help heal. 
You feel me? So it's just like, even in the midst of doing that, that's why I've also been looking into like music therapy, you know, because I'm just, it's just, I, I love that. I feel I like. I actually met a, uh, I met a lady that was a music. No, wait, no, I'm lying. She was an art therapist. I'm lying. My bad. That's still dope, too. Like she, like, drew, like, paintings or, like, whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, music therapy. I feel like it's dope to know that you you could be healed from a chord. Like, you're a chord away from, you know, getting what you need real quick. Yeah, you know, like, bro, like, they say, like, we're fucking, we're, like, basically, like, atoms. Like, we're, we're vibrating right now. Exactly. I don't know how the science works, obviously, but I'm not a scientist, but we're actually, like, fucking, like, atoms. Like, Everything fucking moving atoms. through this Everything. world, like... On the actual frequency, I need, like I need to do more research on that. I think that's like super interesting. Like, really, I'm just super interested, in, like too lately on like how lately I've been um, on like how everything is kind of connected. Just like how stuff can lead to other stuff that you would never imagine it would, or like you'll meet somebody and they can like I'm good. They can um like you guys can have a conversation and they can spark an idea that you might think about like a couple years later or like mm -hmm. just kind of how everything is kind of just leading up to the next thing. It's like everybody that you ever, everybody that you ever uh, fuck with that does piano or anything that you were inspired by, they collectively helped you formulate like your thoughts and who you want to be. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to do the same thing for the next person. And it's like, we're all doing that at, on a scale of humanity. It's like, we're all doing that. And it's like, for what? Like, where is it going to? Like, I feel like, I don't know, like, I, don't, I feel like it's just some, it's easy to, like, I don't know, I feel like we go through this world kind of just, like, living real on, like, some surface level shit. I just be sometimes just, I don't know. You know I, I may be high, I might be high at this point, but it's, like, just thinking how everything is connected, like, I don't know. Well, no, that goes back to something I want to say earlier when you was talking about, like, you know, doing it for the money, like, that's a really good question that everyone, everyone, like, every single person in the world needs to ask themselves. Let's say right now you had a million dollars, now what? Because everything nine times out of ten that everyone is doing is to get to the million dollars. But if you had a million dollars, what are you going to do then? That's like the, uh, they had that meme or something. It's like, it's a, it's like some rich guy. He's like mm -hmm. a business guy. He goes to somewhere, some fucking island for vacation. Mm -hmm. And he sees one of the locals there. And he's like, dude, he's like he's talking to the local. He's like, man, he's like, I can't wait till I retire. And it's like, he's, he's telling the local, he's like, I can't wait till I retire. I'm going to just come and just live on this island and just do this for my whole life. And he's like, the, the logo's like, yeah, I do this now. And he's just like, he doesn't have any money, but he's like, he's happy. He's doing basically like what this rich guy is trying yeah. to strive for. He's doing his whole life like that. Like yeah. just living, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think, um, I forgot what I was, um, actually, no, I think I was watching this. Um, it was a scene in, uh, the show I was watching called Yellow Jackets. I don't know if you've seen that. Mm -mm. It's wild. But there was a scene in there where, um, the lady was talking about, you know, what she wanted to get done when she was in high school. And, you know, she was, you know, I want to be a lawyer, you know, double major. I want to be, you know, da-da-da-da. I want to do this. And she she did it all. She did it all. Did it all. And she was talking to her friend who, you know, was on some stuff like, you know, I really wish I could have been able to do da-da-da-da and get these things done. Like, you know, I just felt like I messed my life up and, like, you know, or life messed me up or something like da-da-da-da. And the lady who, who said she got everything done was like, she said the sad part is is that, you know, I did everything I wanted to do, but it didn't feel like, you know, like how I was supposed to. Like, I, I could definitely say that too. Like, even when, like, when I graduated from high school, like, I was like, yeah. Boy, I was just trying to get out of there. Yeah, you feel me? Like, it's just like, and then, like, that's, that's, that's the thing too. Cause, like, all right, so let's say you are trying to rush to get out. The thing about it is that if you rush to get out, you really just about to get right back into something else. You probably not even really trying to do. So it's just like that, 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 that's, that's sad in itself, you know? So I, I think, I think personally, like, 
I think I don't know. I've been seeing a lot of like questionable things on on the social media, and it was like you know, like it's like I think the Rihanna uh, clip. No, not even that. Just the um, it was like you know, I should just fake it. You know, it was like it was. Like, I ain't gonna say and be sad, but it's just like, you know, do you really do you really want to live a life where you feel like you're faking it? Like even if you are faking it just to be happy, it's just like, man, why 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 we gotta fake it? And it's just like I feel like even with people who got all the money, I feel like the life lessons and the emotional like, you know, flags that we have, like they don't they don't have them things up there. It's like money is just so. In abundance where it's just like they they, they, they kind of lack the people skills that you need but it's like down here it's like people skills is just abundance it's just like you know we're always talking to people da 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 but i feel like sometimes like but we broke the, yeah, yeah you feel me <laughs> but it's just like you got money but it's just like uh, you know people always talk about that with michael jackson like michael jackson was super nice but if you know michael jackson like well, i mean i don't know michael jackson but michael jackson has always kind of been around money but it's just like even in the midst of that they always say like he was really nice and like you know, people would kind of like take advantage of him because he was super nice. Like there was a there was an um, interview with uh, Michael Jackson and Oprah. I just watched that, bro. Like you feel me? Ago. No bullshit. <laughs> and she, she had asked they him were talking some, about all the rumors and shit. Yeah, yeah. And she had asked him some wild stuff, and you could tell he was like, "Man, I thought you was my friend." And it was just like, yeah. and everybody else, but we looking at Oprah like, "Bro, this is what Oprah do." Like I don't even know why. <laughs> I don't even know why yeah. you thought Oprah won't go ask you these questions. Oprah has but it's a also whole... kind of like a chance for you to get in front of those rumors. Yeah, facts, like, facts. If, if, if I asked you about some like a rumor that like that you, we both know wasn't true, mm-hmm. but now this is like a chance for you to paint your own narrative. That's what I feel I like. Know, I feel like, like you know what I'm saying. I feel like, like he was know. just hurt because he felt like, it was. I think it was more so on the on the aspect of just like he just felt like what I told you wasn't really supposed to be asked. Like if yeah. he if she had did something like not even to say her asking was the problem, but if she would have been on some like look, Michael, I'm about to. Um, I got some questions I want to ask you. But you the very me? first thing she says, and, and I noticed, because I've seen two of her interviews now, I think mm-hmm. I've seen her in Obama's, mm-hmm. but whatever, the, the first thing she very says pretty much in all the ones I've seen is, just for, for the record, I want to say, you don't know any of these questions I'm about to ask you. And <laughs> that is so red flaggy. Like, I was like, all right. I would, but if I was, and it's not even Michael Jackson, if I was anybody, I was like, you know, I'm just like, what's, what's to happen? Like, I, I just, I was tripping a little bit, because you know the part when you were talking about how you never felt like a kid? Mm-hmm. Like how he basically like didn't have a childhood yeah. and like honestly like I never like really got too into Michael Jackson like that. I, I felt like I was like a little before my time. Like, but yeah, like see, just watching that was actually my first time ever seeing his interview. Like he, uh, I don't know. You could tell he was. You could tell like he. he was, I felt like he was real pure though with it. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like Michael Jackson has like he called Prince a meanie. Like he, a meanie. Oh. you feel me? Like a meanie. Like, and I'm not. I'm not coming uh, at Michael Jackson. I think Michael Jackson is a legend. I just also think that Michael Jackson was a very kind-hearted person. I just feel like that's, and that's, it was different too, though. Yeah, you feel me? And definitely like, was, was definitely. Like, but I just, I just think, you know, I just think, uh, in the midst of that, just kind of goes back with the whole, the like, when you having a lot of money, like you just kind of like, he was like, well, I got money, like I don't see the problem, but it's just like what you have is what everybody else is here working for, and it's like it's a, I feel like that's a hard disconnect. Because you don't care about it, and a person wakes up because of it. You feel me? Like that, mm. that's totally two different people. Like I'm not like even even when like you know Michael Jackson probably wanted to go do certain like little the littlest of things like how he probably would eat would probably just blow everybody's mind. 
But it's just like, bro, I always have four butlers pull up with four course meals at twelve. Like it's nothing kid, crazy though. to me. Hey. This, this is this is how it's been. So also, it's just, yeah, I get it. Yeah. You know, it's just I, I, don't, I don't know. I just feel like with, with MJ, I just feel like he was just a really good guy. I think he was yeah. a really dope dude. I, think. I, w- I would say that too. Also, I feel like it's just hard for us sometimes to like just like for me personally, like like imagine how certain things will make me feel until I experience it. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like a lot, of, I find myself doing it. Like okay, I'm 26 now, so it's like. I've, I I see myself going through things at certain periods in my life and not understanding it at that time. And then, like, later, like, years later, or like, click, oh, like, boom. Like, I'll literally, like, it'll click, like, a lesson that I learned mm-hmm. during a situation where, like, I learned that lesson that wasn't even aware that I, like, learned it mm-hmm. type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I don't know. And, um, yeah, just really, like, yeah, I always say, like, to the art, uh, people that like, kind of just, like, separate the art from the artist. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I, I I kind of I don't like that because I feel like this 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 thing really is us. So even even how people like look at like celebrities or like artists and like as this like like talk shit about people online and shit mm-hmm. like that like they're not a person. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like that's weird, um, and I feel like Kanye is doing like a lot to uh, change that. Like ever since I can kind of remember like in recent years, for me personally, like Kanye has changed like my uh, my attitude towards celebrities. Yeah, just like. It, it may like kind of like brings it down to more like a like understandable level and um even like now i've seen he fucking peaches he, he there's a video that just came out he's talking to paparazzi talking about trying to change the rules where when paparazzi takes pictures of celebrities they gotta give him a cut of the you know saying of Proceed. the profits and shit yeah just shit like that I, I don't know that's just like uh the world is just changing bro i feel like right now we're going through like a point in the world that's like super pivotal mm-hmm. and it's like yeah we're going to see. We're going to see what the future holds. Yeah. Hopefully, we're going to be doing this podcast. I think we're going to be doing this podcast in space pretty soon, bro. Sometime okay. in the 2020s. Because you know they're talking about they got the uh, space hotel coming out. Mm. Um, I just read an article the other day that I forgot who, but there's a company building an entertainment center in space. Okay. So, they're going to like host movies and go to the movies up there, watch sports games up there. Like The NBA will be in space, I think, in the 2020s sometime. You're going to be going to watch, it might be like $50,000, $100,000, but you'll be able to go watch, you know what I'm saying, LeBron playing space. I think that's dope. I think that's, I, but see, that's the thing too, because like, now, because see, I'm looking at that, it's like, you saying that there's a space hotel, bro, it's, it's like, it's about to be three different Earths. Like, what you mean? It, it just, oh, just, you, just the, the three different place. places yeah. where it's just like on a large scale where it's just like you have Earth and then you have the, vir- you know, the virtual Earth. Yeah. And then you got space. Oh, you talking I, about the metaverse? Yeah, you feel yeah. me? And then and it's like I really feel like there's something on the moon. Like it's just mm. I don't know. I've been hearing a whole bunch of what stuff. What you think about it though? About there being like space hotels and shit. Now I'm gonna be honest with you. I want to see this new movie coming out. I think April fourth. I mean uh, February fourth. It's called Moonfall or something like that. I haven't seen it. Bro, I, don't, I haven't I seen the trailer. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just I just know that every time they be talking about stuff, it be for a reason. <laughs> like. Yeah. I just hope that this whole they've been talking about a lot about zombies lately. I'm just not really? trying. They, they, I don't know. It just seemed like they, they got this like one I think Asian fucking zombie movie on a train or something. I've uh, seen that train recently. to Busan. I think it is. I kind of liked it. I like that shit. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Like they, they got Train to Busan too, and it's like it's off the uh, train. It's like all of China now. Everything else out the movie is coming true. So that shit is like the only thing left. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, that has it, to and it's like, is it really the only thing left or is it just like a matter of time? Zombies and apocalypse. It's like the only thing that hasn't happened. Well, I mean, apocalypse happened like in earlier times, but yeah, zombies, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel, and that's the thing too, because like I was, I was reading something where it's just like, <laughs> you can't, you can't, uh, oh, what is it? It's like, it's like spiritual law where it's like, you can't, 
you can't do something to somebody without letting them know before it happens. And it's just like, that's where that whole cartoon thing is, where it's just like, we see it. Mm. Oh, I just, you feel me? Yeah, you feel yeah, me? Yeah. Like, we'll see it. We were like, ah, oh, man, that ain't nothing. And then it happens, and it's just like, on a spiritual level, it's like, told you you just y'all just look at cartoons is not real mm, that's but like now, yeah. you feel me like now they're starting to put real stuff in the cartoons and it's just like we have been trained i'm talking about trained since the beginning like baby boomers like our parents our grandparents are looking like oh that's just a tv show but the kids from 80s 90s like i don't know grandma this i don't know like everybody was talking about it with like you know simpsons and like 9-11 and some of the things that the simpsons was you know talking about but it's like nah it's when i was watching rick and morty i was like some of this is questionable so that's like you seen tomorrowland yeah bro that's like i feel like that's what they were getting at with that movie like you know the machine Mm -hmm. they had the machine that was like they they thought it was just like uh showing you the future so like the world was like ending or whatever. Actually, I don't know if I've seen Tomorrowland. I've heard about it. The though. shit I forgot. George Clooney's in it. They go to like this other world where the dreamers okay. go and shit. But basically, there's this machine, right? Mm-hmm. And it's in the other world, but there's a machine that supposedly is just seeing the future and it's showing an apocalypse. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So it's like the people on Earth are like the sea. They're like, damn, it's like about to be the world's about to end. But then at the end of the movie, they they find out that that mo- that machine wasn't uh, showing the future. wasn't predicting the future. It was like creating the future. So what it was, it, it was everybody collectively believing that the world was about to end is actually what created the, the world. The, to end. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know how they say like manifestation and shit. It's like manifestation on like a on a massive scale. It's like you get I don't know if that's a thing, but like imagine if everybody in the world is believing one thing is about to happen. It's like you know like massive manifestation. Yeah. No, I mean that's I think that's exactly what's going on. Cause see if if you scare the whole population and the whole population is scared then the whole population is going to mess, manifest something that's going to scare the whole population. There's actually a study that came up. Damn, I forgot exactly. I wish I remember now. It's literally, a, you got to look this up. We're going to look at it after this shit. But it's like, it's literally like this, there's not a disease, but it's like a it's like a mental thing that's happening to the masses mm-hmm. uh, due to the, the pandemic. It's like how we all were put in a state of fear, like you were saying. And actually, there's a medical term for that, for like a state of mind that it puts you in. Damn, I forgot. It, it was like a whole thing on the news. I just seen that shit. It's like we're all collectively going through some shit that's like altered our state of mind, like our consciousness and shit. Like we're like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I yeah. think you do know. Like seriously, I think I, I really think that mass manifestation is a real thing. Uh, shit is deep out here, bro. Like it really is. I don't know. We just be getting high, trying to survive. Man, yeah, man. It's got me thinking. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> it do. I mean, I was already you thinking about the joint, but I'm just, I don't, I don't know. That mass manifestation thing is a real thing. Really Not with sound too, though. It's just like, yeah, man. Even sound. with popular music and stuff, like, I don't know. even we can even go to that. Like how you know, there's actually CIA studies that have came out how the CIA has partnered with like the leaders of like the labels and shit of like mm-hmm. hip hop and rap, and have literally have gotten together with them and like had an agenda of keeping the music as like negative as possible to keep people in a negative state of consciousness. Like that's actually a fact. Oh no, I, I've And that we all this. just turning up, fuck it, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think But Kanye it's really, we're getting really, it. we're literally corrupting ourselves. Mm-hmm. He was talking about, um, Kanye West was talking about the 808s and just it being a low frequency. Mm. Yeah. And, and considering the fact like hip hop is like, you know, like popular music low key right now, it's just like, those 808s bring down your frequency. It's still a low vibrational like that's why I say I think like stuff like Santana is like positive vibes or like Bob Marley and stuff like that. Like it's it's high frequency music. 
Um, but that that's a real thing. Like the music that you listen to, like if you upset with somebody and you know you get into an argument or something like that, and you pop on like a, a Chris Brown song, you're probably gonna still be upset. You know what I mean? You may not be sad. Are you putting Chris Brown in that category? Hmm? I thought he I'm, had like uplifting music. Uh he does. I'm just talking about 808s. You feel me? I'm okay, just talking about yeah. the 808s in general. Like, it doesn't even have to be like you know somebody who's deemed as like positive music. It's just like I feel like the 808s can that's be an issue too. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like. Even in the midst of that, I don't, you know, I'm not against 808s. Absolutely not. I'm a, I'm a music producer. But at the same time, it's also on some like, you know, I, I think that's probably why I try not to do too much cussing in, in my personal music. Because I just feel like, you know, I'm kind of like, it's like a negative negative. You feel <coughs> me? Like, that's why I try to have like uplifting stuff in terms of like what I, what I rap about. I mean, not rap about, but sing about. Just for the simple fact of like the information that I know about. About 808s. Isn't it like a thing where people like want to put music in like something about uh, 432 hertz or something like that? You're... Yeah, 442. 442. What is that? Um, hertz. Um, just the frequency. Okay. Music is tuned to certain frequencies. And that's there was a um, what's that movie called? Ah, Kingsman. And when I tell you, I, I love the both when I tell yeah. you, I know for a fact. I feel like for a fact that it's possible just to put out a frequency and have everybody out here. Oh, you talking should have had a, a people fight each other? Yeah, shit, kill each I other? just man, I, I just feel like we are a frequency away from doing that. Yo, that sounds like some shit, bro. You gotta you gotta watch some of these fucking CIA studies, bro. They have a, literally the CIA website. They literally ran like all these different like experiments on people, and they, I'm sure they did some shit like that. I'm good. No, I, I've I've. Actually, now, the Kingsman shit, you see, they actually just made a, like a third one, but it was like a knockoff one. It's called The King's Man. I, I heard it was whack, but the actual Kingsman shit was. No, nah, Kingsman is kind of hard to like compete with. Uh, you've seen both of them, right? Yeah. They got another one coming up. Oh, yeah. I'm hit, bro. I'm really hype about Avatar, uh, Avatar 2 this year. That's oh, coming yeah, out yeah, at yeah, the end of the year. Don't Black, uh, I think Black Panther 2 come out. I'm not, I'm not hip to that. Well, I do know that uh, I am happy about that uh, that new Thor movie. That'd probably be dope. We got a lot of Marvel stuff going on. What's Marcus your uh, favorite? You in the X Men? What's your favorite X Men movie? Um, I think I like Last Stand. Or I just watched. I think my favorite is I just um, Days of Future Past, where they sent Wolverine like back in time type shit. Yeah, I, I think. Really I think. Good. Are they bringing him back? I'm not sure. Oh no. I'm not uh, sure. I'm not like a super crazy like Marvel or like fan where I know all like I don't even know everybody's name. I don't think. I just like enjoy some of the movies that I've seen. Yeah, I think I, I think I um I like Marvel a little bit more than probably um DC. I just like I just like how they doing just the just the timeline right now. It's wild. So, you know, that's just me personally. But people have been talking too about DC, like it's kinda all over the place. Like it doesn't really have any consistency. You know? yeah. So and I feel like DC is trying to find um try to find a way to do like what Marvel's doing but have their own way. Cause I even with like Eternals, like the the girl who was like super fast, they they had like a, a certain way of like changing it from her kind of like being different from uh, the DC Flash. Cause DC Flash usually stops in like mid real time, but the actual the girl in Eternals, you could actually see her in real time. Yeah. So it was just like just like little subtleties. I was reading up on that. I was like, yeah, it's like it's so many, it's so many. Like like I said, that's just movies and Marvel. We're just talking about one type of movie like we're talking about marvel movie. like we, we're not even talking about a whole bunch of other stuff that could be going on so it's just like that just shows back to what we was talking about earlier like it's just repetition like it's, it's really repetition just find something you want to do and just keep doing it because like yeah. even with whatever who's ever on that marvel team like they're just probably the best at what they do and he's just been doing it over and over again the guy who um who runs marvel that man is he, he knows everything apparently it's like, my life is that stan lee 
No, nah, not Stan Lee. Now, Stan Lee, I think um, Stan Lee made a lot of the the I know he made comics. Spider-Man, I'm yeah, pretty Spider-Man. sure. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Man, it's, it's, it's dope. I like Marvel. But I try not to get too involved in it because I'm like, it's not real. It's not real. <laughs> it's not. No, nah, because sometimes I be finding myself really excited. I was like, yo, this, this, this is nice. But it's just like, nah, it's not real. But it's like, that also is like probably why it's hard for me to like, want to be on the consumer side of the metaverse opposed to the produ- um the producer side. Like, I got to be on the producer side of the metaverse. I'm definitely trying to be on the, yeah. I, I can't be on the consumer side. The it's just side. like, no, nah, I consume enough in reality. Like, I'm good off that. Like, I got to be a producer because it's just like, just to have all that consumption, like, there has to be something that's being given back. Like, you have to find a way to, like, flip it or make something out of this. And I think the thing with the metaverse is that, it's cool but it's just like it's still not real like it's just but it's like i feel like people are making it real like people having like business meetings and i feel like that's that's the first step that's all you need like if the businesses can be on some stuff like it's like oh, we're gonna have a, um, a zoom uh, a virtual zoom meeting like in yeah. the metaverse like who who else is gonna stop like who else is gonna have a problem with it because at that point, then it's just like, oh, I saw my grandma in the metaverse. Or I want to go see my cousin in the metaverse. Like that's, Your grandma not going to the metaverse. Well, yeah. if you don't get off of that. You don't get off of that. So it's just, like I said, it's, the metaverse is definitely, it's, it's here. Like, it's definitely like here. So it's just, you know, it's just, you want to be a consumer or producer. That's that's really the thing. I mean, it's the same thing that's been here. And I think that's the thing that's going on is that, you know, we're producers. Like, we want to produce in terms of like rather being a consumer because it's just like a producer just allows you to oppose you just taking producer allows you to make opportunities. And I think that's really why I want to be a producer. Cause like, yeah, obviously the income comes in too, but it's just like being a producer allows you to build things and build leverage to where you can do things for other people. Like my whole, my whole goal is to like have my cup overfilled to the point where I can give to others. Like that's the whole point. Oh, yeah. It's like me and my family like, Kids, next generation kids, like they good. Like they got kids for college. They got, I mean, got cars for college and got tuition paid for, whatever direction they want to. Got a crib when they turn 25. You know, that cool, that's good. But now it's to the point where it's just like, all right, I can help somebody else out. Like, da 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 da. That's 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 really the whole point now. It's just like in terms of like generational wealth on 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 like all levels like generational wealth is like the biggest thing like every culture should be thinking about that so it's not even just like a black thing like it's like it's everyone's thing like you need to be thinking about the next generation and i think that's what's kind of going on now because honestly like in terms of like if you're in terms of like parents and stuff like that our parents could only tell us what they knew worked for them at the time. In the world that existed when the, they were, you, you know, feel it's, me? it's a different like, world. That's, it's a different world. <laughs> no, no pun intended. But it's just, things have changed. Like, when nobody talking about crypto, crypto I think was being talked about, I think in like, probably like 92. Crypto? Yeah. No, I don't think. No, nah, nah, like, seriously. I think, I, think I, I might be wrong, but it was definitely talking, first of all, I will say this. They was talking about Coinbase back in 2011. Like, they was talking about further back then but people was talking about some of these concepts back in the 90s like this is you know how crypto was created though right uh i think uh wasn't it crypt- it was somebody was in Satoshi Asia. nakamoto yeah it's uh cryptocurrency was created which bitcoin was the first one it was created anonymously mm-hmm. that's what i think it's crazy about it. some shit that literally has like kind of changed the world already it was created anonymously nobody knows who created the shit Shit's crazy uh, have you seen internals Eternals? Yeah. Have I seen that? I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe if I've seen it. Well, I'm not trying to give away the movie, but I do feel like there's, I don't know. I feel like there's somebody here who's just not, not even like one person, like groups of, a group of people yeah. who just like 
Well, that's the story. Some guy named Satoshi Nakamoto created Bitcoin, which was he wrote the code. Some shit like uh, crypto never worked because it was always a, a, a it was always a, a error in it where mm -hmm. people could spend coin but somehow copy their coin and keep it. And it's basically like never run out of money. So he created the code that like stopped you from doing it, which is like what made uh, cryptocurrency possible. Yeah. So okay. I shouted him out one of my songs. Shout out Satoshi. Shout out. Me. But yeah, man. Um, yeah, so like, yeah, you fucking can't, you playing in church, man, playing in school. Ultimately, now you, 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 you didn't even, I don't think you ever had any other job, right? Other than music? Oh, no, I've had other jobs. You had other job. Right now, you don't know, right? What? Do you have another job other than teaching? Oh, right now, um, music director, teach, uh, do marketing at a, uh, okay. at a um, business, and I am doing music production. So pretty much all around music is... Yeah. Okay, so you're making a living yeah. off doing music. That's, you know what I'm saying, success in my book. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's hard. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, man. Do you want to wanna lead the people on anything? You know what I'm saying? We about an hour in. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Well, I mean, I shoot. thank you for tuning in. I think that's that's probably my biggest thing. And, um, you know, always always be planning. Like, oh, I think it's... um. What piss poor preparation promotes piss poor performance. Piss poor performance promotes pain. Twelve P. So it's just like, make sure you plan it, cause it's it's gonna it's gonna hurt you in the back end if you don't if you don't plan for what what needs to happen. Like, and and I've learned this like, any day like, and, and you know what? There's a lot of spiritual people out there as well. You know, it was like you know I'm gonna pray about it. You know, like da da da. But there's no action. There is no action. I promise you, it's nothing gonna happen. So even if you if you if you if you love to pray and stuff like that, there has to be some work behind it. And I think um, that's, everyone talks about, you know, though, just the year of work, work don't stop. There is no year of work. It's always work. It's always work to be done. It's always something new to be, to be doing. And like, even right now, like, even if I were to say right now, I was the best producer in the world. Okay, word. <laughs> What's next? It's like, it's, it's always, it doesn't matter. Like I did it. I'm done now. Yeah. You feel me? Like, it's like, it's regardless of that, like, it's always going to be something else to do. So I feel like that should be something else that, you know, I, I would say I want to leave with people. Like, be thinking about the next move. Like, not in a negative way, but just think about, like, what's next? Like, the same thing with, like, you know, if you got a million dollars right now, like, what? What? Because that's what you're probably doing, whatever you're doing now, to get to the meal. So it's just like, if you get to the meal, what's next? Like, mm. you know? So I think, I, think, I, think that's a, I think that's probably what I would say in the grand scheme of things, 12 piece. And, like, like if you had a million dollars right now, what would you do next? Like, in terms of like, you know, giving yourself value. Obviously, you know, you can go buy a car, do all this other stuff. You got a million dollars, cool. But from that day before when you was getting up to hustle, and then this day when you got the million dollars, were you still getting up to hustle? Like, and not to say that, you know, you're gonna be broke. You could be set with the million dollars. No, no, no BS. Like you could, you could budget well where it's like you're good for the next 30 years. But my question is still, like, you know, what is it that you really wanna do? Is it and, and and what you're doing is a million dollars where you cap at. Because sometimes, like like I said, a million dollars right now. Like, what you, what's up? Do you still want to do what you're still doing? Or will a million dollars kind of, like, click something to make you be like, you know what? I do want to be an architect. So it's just like, 
what what does the money do? Because a lot of times, like we do what we feel like we should be doing based off the circumstances that we're presented with. So it's just like that's because you feel like you couldn't be da da da. Because I'm not gonna lie, I feel like a lot of people have said that they want to be a doctor, but being a doctor is a lot of money. It's not even about just going to school. It's about must take like ten years though. Listen, look, it takes a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. There's there's a period where you have to like go to school and work for free. I'm just like, oh man, like I think I think it's called clinicals. Put in the comments, my fault. I might be wrong, but it's just like. Even with like being a doctor, like it's 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 still like you feel me like and and then a lot of them are in debt and stuff like that. So probably like all of them. Yeah. You, you feel me like that's 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 things to take into account. Like you're talking about like upset possibly, but at the same time, like with the million dollars, going back to what I was saying, for million dollars, like what would you want to do next? Like if you had a million dollars, would you still want to do what you're doing? Would you want to do something else, or are you good with just chilling? Yeah, I think that's um, and that's a question I ask myself too, and I think that's why I'm still doing. You know, music. Like, if I had a meal, I'd just be like, "All right, bet." I just need to make some meal music now. Like, it's just like you feel me. Like, whatever, whatever money come in, I'm just gonna attach. That's just the level of effort that just needs to go into that. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier too, it's like uh, it's hard for me to imagine how I feel if I had a million dollars. I don't have it, mm-hmm. but I do feel like when you when you start getting money like that, it's just like you don't even think about it. You get yeah. to a point where it's like money is like literally a tool. Yeah, you so just it's move. Like, yeah, it's just, just make moves. Yep, yep. Love it, man. I feel like that's a fire spot to leave him at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, appreciate you for coming on the show. No problem. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate, I appreciate you guys for tapping in. All the bros' links will be in the description. Definitely tap in with them. Um, yeah, fuck with the artist from the 757, like I always say. And uh, yeah, we're going to see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.